Terrence's trouble, Zach's contract, and more on this episode of Star Witness. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Star Witness, the show all about the Dallas Cowboys here at 24-7 Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Boylard. In a minute, we'll be joined by Patrick Walker of the Dallas Cowboys on 24-7 Sports. Big show today. It may be the offseason. It may be slow times during OTAs, but we still got plenty to talk about in Dallas Cowboys land because Terrence Williams is dealing with some trouble. We're going to talk about what the Cowboys should do with him, and then we're also going to talk about the contract situation involving guard Zach Martin and how the Cowboys plan to take care of that. Then we'll wrap things up by talking about Ezekiel Elliott and his desire to be a bigger leader on the Cowboys moving forward. Also, I need you guys to get your comments in the comment section, get your questions in for Patrick. We're gonna be reading those questions and comments throughout the show, and we wanna get as many of them as possible to Patrick by the end of today's show so that we can get all of your questions answered. Also, if your, answers, if your questions don't get answered in the comment section, don't worry. We're going to open up the phone lines at the end of today's show so you'll have a chance to ask Patrick your questions directly to the expert himself. All right, on that note, what do you say we bring in Patrick Walker of the Dallas Cowboys on 24-7 Sports? Patrick, what's going on, my man? Not much, man, but then at the same time, a whole lot because, like you said, it's the land of the Dallas Cowboys, so never a dull moment. All right, well, let's get right to it then. First thing I need everyone to do is vote in this poll. What should the Cowboys do with Terrence Williams? Should they keep him or cut him? If you think that they should keep him around, hit that heart button. And if you think that they need to cut him immediately, hit that angry face button. Patrick, where do you think the fans will stand on this one? I think the fans are, for the most part, they're done with Terrence Williams. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty lopsided poll. I think the majority of them are going to pretty much give you the angry face. They want to see Terrence Williams go. You got some new blood coming in via the draft and free agency. And I think the Cowboys fans, they were just ready to see something new, um, especially considering the team let Des Bryant go. Um, and here comes Terrence Williams being uh, the definition of an off-the-field and on-field distraction. So I think they're just ready to move past Terrence Williams and, and start looking at some of these new guys. Already well over 100 votes on both sides of this poll. But right now, Keepem has the edge over Cutem. We'll see whether we can sway the vote at all with the information we're about to deliver. So let's jump right into it. Terrence Williams was arrested on May 19th for public intoxication. At this point, Patrick, what are the pros and cons of keeping Terrence Williams on the Cowboys roster? Well, the pro is, is pretty straightforward, Kevin. Um, if you look at the team right now and, and where they are as it relates to his bear trap contract, um, it, it would be nonsensical to let him go right now for a couple reasons. One, it's May. You, you got to go through three more months of offseason program. You're in OTAs right now. You got mini camp. You got training camp. You got preseason. Uh, an injury can occur within the wide receiver unit at any point over the course of the summer. You keep Terrence Williams in tow right now. He's not hurting you financially to keep him. Um, and then you kind of see where it goes. And another thing is, going back to the contractual part of it, I mean, they're not going to gain a single penny by cutting him right now. Uh, there is no money to be gained uh, towards the salary cap. However, they'd have to eat about $4.75 million in dead money if they let him walk right now prematurely. 
um, before any type of suspension lands. It just doesn't make sense to cut him right now, but it makes all the sense in the world to just sit back and wait and see what happens over the course of the uh, of the offseason. But as far as the cons go, obviously, he's now the, the prevailing locker room issue. The Cowboys cut Dez Bryant, um, kind of labeled him as the guy who was a distraction. But on the heels of that, here comes Williams with his arrest, subsequent uh, body cam video that was exceptionally embarrassing for him and the team uh, as a whole. Uh, and now it makes him the poster boy for being a distraction. If the Cowboys are really genuine about trying to clean up that aspect of the locker room, then, of course, that's going to put a huge bullseye on Terrence Williams because, um, obviously, now he's the one that's bringing down the team PR-wise in this offseason. So those are going to be the cons. And then from a teammate standpoint, you got to kind of side-eye him for a second. If you saw the body cam footage that was released uh, following the arrest, he attempted to to throw the alleged transgressions uh, into the lap of his former Baylor teammate, Kendall Wright, now plays with the Minnesota Vikings. I don't see that going over well with some of his teammates in the Cowboys locker room. I mean, this is a sport that's as predicated uh, upon the brotherhood factor as it is on the field talent. So uh, Terrence Williams has uh, uh, an uphill battle as far as probably winning back the trust of some of his teammates uh, and the organization. But for now, you're going to want to keep Terrence Williams, let it, doing the offseason play out, see what happens with potential injuries, the depth chart, preseason, and if the NFL uh, levies a suspension, then the Cowboys have their fire escape when it comes to his contract. Carol and Dwayne in the comments are among the chorus shouting to keep Terrence Williams. However, Tammy and many others saying cut him. It's just more trouble. And then a lot of fans in the comment section, Sherry is one of them asking, why not bring back Dez? Is it a possibility now considering the latest uh, revelations here with, with Terrence Williams? Uh, no, Kevin, that is uh, that ship has sailed. That ship has absolutely sailed. Uh, the Cowboys, obviously, when they released Des Bryant, their goal was to move forward. Um, they want to make a quote-unquote a Dak-friendly offense. The chemistry never really materialized between Des Bryant and Dak Prescott. Uh, Jerry Jones came out um, not long after, and of course he continued to praise Des Bryant, but he also made it clear the Cowboys at that point um, were not interested in bringing Des Bryant back. Des Bryant himself, he's prepared to move on and start a new chapter and, and prove that he's still an elite uh, wide receiver. And the NFL, and I think at this point in his career, especially being that he's looking for a one-year deal to kind of parlay that into big money in 2019, he's looking to land somewhere that has either a veteran quarterback that uh, has the skill set to uh, put him back at Pro Bowl status, or maybe a young guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo out in San Francisco. We saw he made the statement on Instagram a couple days ago saying that he would uh, like to go out to San Francisco. So I think those are the kinds of teams that he's looking at right now. So between that, his eyes being forward, the Cowboys' eyes being forward, I think that ship has most definitely sailed. You will not see Des Bryant back with the Cowboys anytime soon. I think you're exactly right, much to the dismay of many of our commenters, but keep those comments coming and keep your thoughts because we love to share any thoughts that you may have uh, on your Dallas Cowboys, and we'll get those answers from Patrick. So let's talk uh, complicating this situation with Terrence Williams, not just the arrest. There's also an injury factor because he fractured his foot. This was reported back in March. How will Terrence Williams' injury affect the Cowboys' decision to either keep or cut him? Well, it'll come into play, Kevin, because of both the timing of the injury and the injury itself. Uh, the Cowboys, they're now loaded with bodies at the wide receiver position. Um, they're kind of positioning themselves to witness what should be one of the most volatile battles this summer. Uh, I think it's going to be rivaled only by what happens with the defensive line and the defensive ends. That'll be something to watch as well. But the wide receiver uh, core is going to be pretty much a battle royale. Uh, that gives others like 
you know, newly signed speedster Deontay Thompson, a six-round pick Cedric Wilson, a chance to kind of take Williams' seat as he nurses the injury uh, because he's not expected to return until late training camp. If there are any setbacks, then that pushes him right into the preseason. So he's kind of behind the eight ball on that fact. Now, also considering that it's a broken foot on a wide receiver, that has to make you take pause as an organization uh, because, of course, wide receivers, they're tasked with getting separation, running crisp routes. Very difficult to do when you're returning from a broken foot. Uh, Williams may not be 100% the moment he retakes the field, whether it be late training camp, early preseason, whatever the case may be. Let's not forget, Des Bryant suffered a broken foot in 2015 that ultimately landed him on injured reserve that year. It's very difficult for a wide receiver. Look at Julio Jones in Atlanta. Once a wide receiver breaks his foot, uh, they're not going to come back and immediately be the same guy that they were prior to breaking the foot. So that's something that the Cowboys are going to keep an eye on as well. Uh, anytime you have an injury to the lower body of a wide receiver, I mean, there's going to be a major cause for concern after the fact as much as during. Um, so the team could potentially use uh, a spot on the reserve list like the pup list, NFI list, whatever they choose to designate him as going into the season if they really want to hold him. Uh, in the event that a potential suspension or news of a potential suspension doesn't come out in August. So there's a little bit of play here. Uh, what Williams has effectively done is given the Cowboys uh, an opportunity to kind of sideline him or keep him sidelined until they see what else shakes out in training camp injury-wise and, of course, with the uh, a potential NFL suspension. So Terrence Williams, he's been a pretty decent contributor for these Dallas Cowboys, maybe not top-end contributor, but 80 games, 66 starts, 230 receptions, 3,359 yards, and 20 touchdowns in his career with the Dallas Cowboys. If they do end up parting ways with Terrence Williams, which wide receiver on the Cowboys roster can make fans forget all about him? And, and you know what? I, I agree with you on that point, Kevin, uh, just to kind of put a pin in what you're saying there. Uh, Terrence Williams has been very consistent over the course of his career uh, up, to, up until the injury now. He's been durable, one of the more durable wide receivers, but Again, he's put himself in a position where the Cowboys, they have a chance to move on with the youth movement, no distractions, so forth and so on. And speaking of the youth movement, say hello to Cedric Wilson. Um, whereas third-round pick Michael Gallup, he'll be tasked with filling the void left behind by Bryant. Uh, Alan Hearns is likely the number two. It's Wilson who will immediately come in and challenge for that wide receiver four spot. Keeping in mind, Cole Beasley is pretty much a lock for wide receiver three in the slot. Now, Wilson is another Boise State product. Of course, the Cowboys, as of late, they love their Boise State products. Uh, and his ability to stretch the field is absolutely fantastic. He's six foot two, long arms, big hands. That makes him a nightmare to defend if you're uh, uh, a you know a defensive back. Uh, he racked up 2,640 yards and 18 touchdowns, Kevin, in only 26 games played with the Broncos. And if Dak Prescott... Uh, in his third year, if he can get that ball anywhere near the massive catch radius of Cedric Wilson, consider that ball absolutely caught. Now, for Williams, someone who himself admitted uh, recently he needs to get better at using his hands uh, as opposed to body catching 99.9% .9 of the time, Wilson is Superman to Williams' Lex Luthor in 2018. Uh, Wilson loves to use his hands. Like I said, they're big. He has that long uh, reach. He loves to, you know, reel it in Peter Parker style. Uh, and I just believe Wilson gets a nod on the 53-man roster. And if Williams is ultimately ultimately suspended, I think that he's going to be uh, going on the first thing smoking. And the person driving that train is going to be Cedric Wilson. Let's talk one more possibility before we move on, because Joe and Don and a couple other in, in the comments bring up a good point. They want to see 
the Cowboys explore the possibility of a trade for Terrence Williams. Uh, is there any chance the Cowboys can find a partner who will take Terrence Williams? Right now, no. Uh, now, with the new rules uh, in the NFL, a, a team can trade uh, a player that is injured contingent upon the other team obviously being aware of it and being accepting of that particular injury. However, if you look at if he had minimal trade value after the injury with a an, an arrest and a pending investigation, both criminal and NFL um, based, his value is is negative. It's below zero right now. Any team that's looking to trade for Terrence Williams, at the very least, they're going to be looking to see what happens with this uh, NFL probe and, and, of course, uh, criminal investigation to the public intoxication and any other charges that may stem from that before they pull the trigger on that whatsoever. So as it stands, the Cowboys are, in fact, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, they are stuck with Terrence Williams until some of this surrounding fodder starts to kind of uh, settle in. You're watching Star Witness with Patrick Walker. I'm your host, Kevin Boylard. We just broke down Terrence Williams and the latest on him in the wide receiver position for the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to rifle through these next two subjects here so we can get to your phone calls at the end of the show. But first, we got to talk about Zach Martin's pending contract extension and also Ezekiel Elliott's bigger role as a leader. But first, Zach Martin. So Zach Martin, all-star guard for the Dallas Cowboys, has Turned out to be everything they expected to be back when they selected him in the first round in 2014. But now they got to pay up if they want to get that guy moving forward. So how far apart are Zach Martin and the Cowboys on a new contract? Well, they're actually not far at all, Kevin. That's the good news. Um, the bad news isn't so bad, although it's not exactly pleasant either. Uh, obviously, Martin is now sitting out um, the second week of OTAs as well as he waits for his contract extension to land. Uh, both sides are working and have been working on this since last offseason, if not a little sooner uh, or a little before then. And by all accounts, it sounds like they're simply working on guaranteed money, uh, that part of the deal versus the overall scope of it. Uh, but look for it to, to land fairly soon. Uh, and I expect that Zach Martin is going to end up being the highest paid uh, guard in the NFL once that lands. So right now, uh, it's still in the works, but they're not far at all when it comes to the numbers that they're discussing. I like, I like the way you make the segues easy for me. So Andrew Norwell, <laughs> formerly of the Carolina Panthers, signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars for an average salary of $13.3 million per year, making him the highest paid guard in the entire NFL during free agency this year. Can you make the case for Zach Martin to one-up Andrew Norwell and be the highest paid player in the league or guard in the league? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, he certainly earned it. Um, out there with the Panthers, but we're talking about Zach Martin. I mean, first of all, let's let's take it back to square one, okay? So the earth was scorched when the Cowboys chose Martin over Johnny Manziel with the 16th overall pick in, in 2014. Uh, I mean, the, the earth pretty much exploded from the inside. Uh, but that decision alone warrants an extension, but of course there's more. So Martin is four years into the NFL. Uh, he's never missed a single start. That is extremely difficult to do for an offensive lineman, a guy his size tasked with always going from the position that he's in to upright, down, upright, down, upright. Those are the things that have kind of wore on Tyron Smith's back over the years. But four years in, he's never missed a start. And in 67 starts, which includes the postseason, Martin has only allowed seven sacks on the quarterback. That's That means 10% of the time, Kevin. 
Only 10% of the time do pass rushers, professional pass rushers, get a whiff at the quarterback standing behind Zach Barton when he's on the job, and he's never not on the job. Now, for contrast, Chaz Green allowed six sacks in a single game last season. <laughs> six. Martin has seven over a four-year span. He also did not draw a single penalty flag in 2017. Uh, he's only drawn nine over the course of his four-year career. And let's just be honest. If, if the, the numbers that I've laid out for you here is not worthy of a record-setting deal, nothing is. Pay the man, pay the man, pay the man. I think it's going to end up happening right now. I need A.A. Ron in the control room to drop that phone line into the commenters so we can get the phone line starting to buzz while we get through this last segment that I've prepared for you here. So we're talking about Ezekiel Elliott now and how he wants to take on a larger leadership role. He's already said he's been more vocal in the locker room and he's been focused on sort of taking on that role. So my question is, though, looking back at what happened last year, and does that suspension kind of preclude Ezekiel Elliott from being a legitimate team leader for these Dallas Cowboys? I think it's the opposite. I think it actually motivates him to want to become the leader that he's kind of seeking out to become right now. And I think from an organizational standpoint, it now uh, has, you know, owner Jerry Jones and, and vice executive vice president Stephen Jones looking at uh, Ezekiel Elliott asking, well, what did you learn? Um, and I think that's the uh, the correct approach in a, a situation like this. So instead of holding it over his head in a negative fashion, saying, oh, well, you know, you know, you got suspended last season. Uh, we don't think that you're going to be the, the right kind of guy. I think he can be the right kind of guy. I think that he's already shown some a lot of maturity. As you can see, over the course of the offseason, you've heard nothing negative about Ezekiel Elliott. This offseason has been uh, the most positive for him, the most headline free for him in the last few years of his football career, not just with the NFL, but stemming back to Ohio State as well. So he's already taken steps to show the organization that he can be a leader, which is why he's now, uh, you know, apparently part of the team's leadership council. And they're going to put a lot on the shoulders of Ezekiel Elliott now that Dez Bryant is going, now that Jason Witten has retired. So it's going to be, you know, guys like Dak Prescott, guys like Ezekiel Elliott. And if Ezekiel Elliott can stay on the field for 16 or more games, which I believe that he's going to, I believe that he's going to end up being one of the key guys that has to lead this youth movement into the future for the Cowboys. So, yes, I think what happened last season with the suspension uh, is in play here, but I think in a much more positive way than many people would, would believe. You know, Zeke's a funny character. When I think of him, <laughs> I think of the guy jumping into the kettlebell or, you know, He's a goofy guy and can have a sense of humor at times, but that doesn't always equate to leadership values. So tell me, in what ways must Zeke either change or develop or mature, I guess is probably the buzzword most people will be using, uh, in order to lead the team effectively in 2018? I think the balance for Ezekiel Elliott is going to have to come in um, to play with balance. Balance is going to be key for him. Um, and I think you're seeing that now. And I think you're definitely going to see it going into the 2018 season as well. Uh, obviously, he was mentally worn down in 2017 with the, the federal battle that, or the battle that went on versus the NFL and federal court. Um, but even coming out of that, you're still seeing, you're starting to see the more lighthearted Ezekiel Elliott come back into play. But I don't think you're going to see the jumping into, you know, Salvation Army kettles like you saw in 2016. I think he's uh, already matured to the point where he knows that all eyes are on him, including his teammates, the young guys that are coming in, and even the veterans that are going to be looking at him to help lead the group. So I think it's not for, I, I think it would be a detriment to him to try to completely change his demeanor because Ezekiel Elliott is 
as well as he plays when there's a chip on his shoulder, he also plays very well when he's having fun. Um, so it's going to be key for him to not completely lose himself as he tries to prove, so to speak, to the world that he can be the leader. I think he just needs to find that balance between having a lot of fun and knowing when to get straight faced and, and stone cold and, and look in the eyes of the teammates, uh, his teammates and say, hey, we got to go get this win. It's not all about he he ha ha. And I think that's the Ezekiel Elliott you're going to see. If the Cowboys get down in some of these games and he's on the field, you're not going to see the uh, the usually jovial Ezekiel Elliott that you may have seen in 2016. He's, he's more vocal in practice. He's already said that. Um, and I'm hearing that from a lot of sources as well. And I think that Ezekiel Elliott's going to impress a lot of people with how he leads the Cowboys or helps lead the Cowboys in 2018 going forward. Scott in the comment section says that Ezekiel Elliott's the kind of guy who leads by example, and I agree when you consider he's led the NFL in rushing yards per game each of the past two seasons and has a career average of 104.6 yards per game. Literally, he's leading the team in that category <laughs> and the entire league. So tell me, though, what numbers must Zeke hit on the field in 2018 to make everyone forget about his past misgivings? Honestly, I don't think there's a hard number. I mean, I'll, I'll throw out a, a couple figures, but I think um, as long as he stays, well, let me take a step back. Here's the, the most objective number, 16, okay? The number of regular season games on the Cowboys schedule. If he stays on the field for 16 games, the numbers will come. Everyone will uh, keep 2017 in the rear view and begin to bring it up less and less. Now, as far as what he can do on the field, if he stays on the field for 16 games, look at what you're saying. He's, a he's averaging almost 105 yards a game. He's going to wind up with over 1,600 yards. He's going to wind up with uh, just about 16 touchdowns. And that's based upon the pace that they had him on in 2017 and 2016, obviously, when he was on the field between those two seasons. I look for the Cowboys to kick it up just a notch, potentially, but all things being equal, let's say they kept it at the same pace. Give me 1,600 yards for Ezekiel Elliott, 16 touchdowns. Those are virtually the same numbers that made him rushing champ in 2016. Saw him named as a first-team All-Pro in 2016. Um, and I think that's going to reestablish him as arguably the best running back in football. But if you're asking me, hey, Pat, what's it going to take for everybody to forget about 2017? The magic number is 16, the number of games in the Cowboys' regular season. All right, fans, it's that time of the show where you take over. The phone line is officially open, 615-422-5240. Please give us a buzz. We'll patch your question directly through to Patrick so we can get it answered on the air. And you guys have a lot of questions already. We see them filing in in the comment section. Please continue to vote in the poll, though. Get your comments in on whatever we want to talk about. But right now, I'm looking for your questions, and we're looking for your phone calls. While we're waiting for that phone line to buzz, I've got a question for you. We're talking about leaders and Zeke especially. Who should be under more pressure to, or who should be feeling more pressure to step forward as a bigger leader this year, Zeke or Dak? It's going to have to be Dak. Um, and, and for Dak, you're looking at uh, the, the thing is with Zeke, Zeke is a first-round pick, so the team's going to have that fifth-year option on him. So he's, by default, going to get a little bit more of a chance to kind of prove himself as a leader, whereas with Dak, um, oh, and then looking at Zeke, looking at who's behind him, obviously, you got a very capable Rod Smith, but then after Rod Smith, who do you got? you got Bo Scarborough. He's a rookie. They're going to need him to show something. Um, then you got Trey Williams. Come on. That's a futures deal. Um, and then you got... Uh, 
something that's not comparable to what's behind Dak Prescott. Behind Dak Prescott, you got Cooper Rush, a talented quarterback. You got Mike White, who was just drafted this year. He's got all the tools to be a, uh, an NFL quarterback. Uh, and then you add to the fact that Dak Prescott is coming off of a challenging year. Of course, it's for several reasons, injuries in front of him, but also some of his play as well. He's going into the third year of a four-year deal. He's going to have to step up huge in this season, uh, especially considering the Cowboys would like to start having contract negotiations or start contract negotiations with him as early as next offseason. So it's Dak's team. Um, that's also going to put more pressure on him because Des Bryant has been released. Uh, Jason Witten has retired. And those two things occurred just about a year after Tony Romo was released to give the keys over to Dak Prescott. So all eyes right now are on Dak Prescott, even though everybody wants to see if Ezekiel Elliott is going to mature, if he's going to stay on the field. We know what we're going to get from Ezekiel Elliott if he's on the field. That much we know. Jury is still kind of out on Dak Prescott. Had a stellar 2016. Um, it was balanced out by a not-so-great 2017. You look at how the team has been designed, who they've let go now. It's Dak's team. All lives are on him. He's going to have to step up and be that leader. More pressure's on him than Ezekiel Elliott by a, a green mile. The phone lines are open, but the comment section right now is flowing with comments. But please, we want to hear your voices too. 615-422-5240. If you've got a question, and here's one right now. All right, you're on the air on Star Witness Live. What's going on? What's your name and what's your question for Patrick? Yeah, um, so my name's Brandon, and uh, my question is, does he truly believe that Jason Garrett is on the hot seat this season? What do you think, Patrick? Is Jason Garrett on the hot seat? Jason Garrett's seat is is so hot, you can smell the flesh roasting from home, Brandon. Um, obviously, owner Jason, uh, Jerry Jones, he's going to say all the right things when it comes to his head coach. He did the same thing with Wade Phillips a few years ago back in 2010. Um, you know, before he gave Jason Garrett the interim tag, Jerry Jones said that he would not fire a coach midseason. And then immediately thereafter, he fired Wade Phillips. So it happened before. Don't think it won't happen again. Uh, the reality of the situation is the Cowboys cleaned out the cupboard when it comes to their assistant coaches. They brought in a, a whole new gaggle of assistant coaches. They've made these personnel decisions, uh, whether it be Dez and everything else. Um, and, and right now, you're looking at offensive coordinator Scott Linehan. You're looking at Jason Garrett. The seat is red hot for both of them right now. Don't listen to what owner Jerry Jones is saying, because keep in mind, if you learn nothing from the Dez Bryant situation, know this. It's Stephen Jones's team now, and Stephen Jones demands results, and he has no loyalty in his business model. We've all seen that. Therefore, if the Cowboys don't make a playoff game or don't make it to the playoffs and make a definitive run, you're probably seeing the last year of Jason Garrett or that experiment. All right, we've got another caller on the line now. You're watching Star Witness. What's your question for Patrick, and what's your name, too? Hey, my, my question is, is uh, do you think our um, the Cowboys defense will be able to finally rise up and, and get off the field and get us some wins this year while their offense is doing well? Patrick, outlook on that defense. I think the defense, uh, you should be more excited about the defense in 2018 than the offense. Uh, I think that's that's not a reach. That's not a bold take whatsoever. If you look at uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he's fully healthy, coming off a, a season with 14 and a half sacks. You got David Irving back 
on the second round tender. You might get Randy Gregory. My safe bet is you're going to get Randy Gregory back at right defensive end. Uh, if they can kind of find a way to shore up that one tech, the nose tackle position, uh, then that defensive front is going to be stellar. Taco Charlton, he made some strides uh, at the tail end of his rookie year. Then you look at the second level. You got Leighton Vanderesh. You got Sean Lee. You got Jalen Smith. Look on the outs in the secondary. You got Jordan Lewis. You got Byron Jones fully committed to cornerback now. You got Chidobe Awuzie. Even if they don't go get someone like Earl Thomas, you got Xavier Woods. That should excite you. Uh, he's a high-talent, high-motor guy. You got Kayvon Frazier ready to break out. Jeff Heath was the biggest playmaker, uh, one of the biggest playmakers in the NFL and by far the biggest playmaker for the Dallas Cowboys. That defense is very exciting. So while you're, you know, we're sitting here trying to figure out if the offensive line is going to bounce back, and they should with the addition of Connor Williams. Is Dak going to play better? Is Ezekiel Elliott going to stay on the field for 16 games? You look over at the, defense, the defensive side of the ball, and that should immediately excite you, especially with the addition of Chris Richard, the Seahawks' former defensive coordinator. I think all of that is coming into play, and the Cowboys' defense is going to be very, very impressive in 2018. All right, we've got time for one more caller. You're on the air watching Star Witness. What's your name, and what's your question for Patrick? My name is John, and I would know what you think about our wide receivers with no, with no number one there. Yeah, we talked a lot about Terrence Williams and Patrick. What do you think about the Cowboys having no true number one wide receiver? I think that's, that's hyperbole for the most point. I think uh, when it comes to the NFL, right now there's no definitive number one. That's because they released their definitive number one in Des Bryant. And what, once things start to shake out, training camp, preseason, first quarter of the season, someone will emerge uh, inevitably as Dak Prescott's favorite target. It happens with every team every single time. Now, will that be Michael Gallup? Will that be Alan Hearns? We don't know just yet. Will it be Cole Beasley again? Cole Beasley was his favorite target in uh, 2016. Sooner or later, it's going to reveal itself who the number one is, but all of this talk about, you know, the Cowboys don't need a number one wide receiver. I think that's just so they can allow Dak Prescott to focus on hitting the open guy. But once Dak Prescott starts to kind of key in on who he likes throwing the ball to, that's your number one wide receiver. And I think you'll see that probably before the second half of the season fires up. There, we'll have a name for that. If you had to ask me, I'd say it's going to be Michael Gallup. But we'll see. There will be a number one receiver, though. Make no mistake about it. All right. I love it when things come full circle. we got to close down the phone lines here, but one more comment on the wide receiver position because we need Patrick's final word on this poll. Our poll, we asked you at the beginning of the show, what should the Cowboys do with wide receiver Terrence Williams? Should they keep him or they cut him? Wow. 444 of you said keep him. 282 said cut him. Patrick, you surprised and where you stand? I am surprised. I think um, this is a case of the vocal minority, I suppose. Um, well, the vocal minority, for the most part, is saying that they would like to, from what I'm hearing, fans are saying they want to just go ahead and be done with Terrence Williams. But I am. I'm pleasantly surprised that everyone, for the most part, most people want to keep him because that's the uh, logistical, logistically intelligent move to make. Like I said, uh, I think the Cowboys should keep him for now. You have him for insurance. It costs you nothing to keep him right now. However, it'll cost you $4.75 in dead money if you cut him now. And then what happens if you get an injury in training camp? Now you're going to have egg on your face. Sit tight with him. See how it plays out on the field with his competition. See how it plays out with a potential NFL suspension. If there are no injuries and suspension lands, you have your out. You can cut him. You don't lose any dead money there. And everything works out the way it should. So patience is key when it comes to the Terrence Williams situation. 
you got a lot of smart Cowboys fans following you, Patrick. I love it. Hey, love make sure it. you keep following Patrick on Twitter, at Voice of the Star, and make sure you're following all his work on 24-7 Sports as well. He's a very busy man, and we're going to let him get back to work now. Thank you, though, Patrick, for your time. And another episode of Star Witness in the books, my man. But we're going to let you go. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me. See you guys on the other side. All right. All right, we're going to close things out here from Nashville at the 24-7 Sports Studio. Man, what an awesome show. Star Witness, it feels good to be back in action after a long Memorial Day weekend. But the news, it just keeps flowing. The NFL offseason is never really taking any days off, is it? All right. If you're on the Dallas Cowboys on 24-7 Sports Facebook page, make sure you're liking this post, sharing this post, all the other posts you see. And when you find yourself in one of Patrick's articles, make sure that you're signing up for his newsletter so you get Cowboys breaking news sent directly to your inbox. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. Search my name on either Twitter or Facebook, Kevin Boylard. Shoot me a DM. Let's chat. Cowboys, NFL, life, whatever you want to talk about, I'm down. I want to give a big shout out to all the fans out there. Great job on the phone calls today. It was one of our best phone call segments yet on uh, Star Witness. And awesome job rocking the vote in the poll, getting the comments out there, and sharing this video to reach a whole new Cowboys audience. By the way, if you want to hang out with a larger NFL audience, check out NFL Fans on 24-7 Sports. It's a Facebook group where this conversation that you see in the comment section is going on 24-7, literally 24-7 Sports. NFL fans on 24-7 Sports. All right, I think that's all my plugs, but I got to give a couple more thank yous. Well, of course, to Patrick and the producers, Mike the producer and A.A. Ron over in the control room, and of course, the whole team here at 24-7 Sports that make sure these shows keep rolling. So I got a lot of thank yous. All right, I think that wraps it up, though. I'm Kevin Boylard. Make sure you're keeping it locked to 24-7 Sports. We're talking your team all the time.